You're listening to the Mid-Career GPS Podcast, episode 96. Today, I need to talk to you about a part of your LinkedIn profile that honestly needs some attention. You have to scroll all the way to the bottom to find it, but it is something you cannot overlook. It's your recommendations. How many do you have? How many have you written? And you're probably asking yourself right now, if you have enough of them. Well, in today's episode, I am going to break down all you need to know about your LinkedIn recommendations and what you need to do about them. This is the Mid-Career GPS Podcast, and I'm your host, John Nerrill. I help mid-career professionals who are feeling undervalued and underutilized show up to find the job they love or love the job they have using my proven four-step formula. It's time to start building your mid-career GPS. So let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. So a quick personal update before we get into today's episode. I shared last week that I had been diagnosed with COVID and admittedly, it has been a very interesting week. I am feeling better, but honestly, I thought I would be feeling a whole lot better by now. So I drop episodes on Tuesday. I'm recording this the Friday before. So I'm really looking forward to just taking it easy and resting this weekend and hopefully be back to myself next week, 100%. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to talk with you about LinkedIn recommendations. And when I talk with people and I work with my clients on building their mid-career GPS, there are four components, preparation, positioning, promoting who you are and what you do, and how you show up. When it comes to your LinkedIn profile, it is all about how you strategically position yourself in the marketplace so you can promote who you are and what you do and build those professional relationships that are most desirable to you. Well, I talk about LinkedIn recommendations in my book, your mid-career GPS, four steps to figuring out what's next. And I certainly invite you to go to Amazon and get a copy for the month of April. It is still discounted, but there are easy, actionable tips in that book to help you quickly do a few things that will immediately improve your LinkedIn profile. When it comes to recommendations, we're going to talk about that specifically today. But if you have picked up a copy of my book, I thank you for that. If you haven't had a chance to rate and review it, kindly do so. I sincerely appreciate it. When you're writing the review, share exactly as to why the book has helped you and why somebody else would benefit from picking up the book. So let's dig in. When it comes to your LinkedIn recommendations, they are located all the way at the bottom of your profile under a section that is labeled skills and endorsements recommendations are special. They should only be given by people who have a clear and comprehensive knowledge of the work you have done for them. That's important. We want to make sure that these recommendations accurately reflect who you are and what you do because of somebody else's experience. Years ago, when we would submit our resumes, we would put on the bottom references furnished upon request. 
honestly, in part, that was because LinkedIn wasn't around. And even when LinkedIn first started, people didn't truly know how to leverage the platform. But one of the things that we know when it comes to recommendations is that you're never going to have a bad one. If somebody is going to recommend you, they obviously have had a really great experience. And it's why in the hiring process that a good hiring manager, a good interview panel will ask very specific behavioral and technical questions about your background and your skill set. And you'll flush all of those things out to see if your online presence or brand actually matches up to what you are communicating in the interview. Very often when I'm working with my clients one-on-one and we start talking about getting more LinkedIn recommendations, there can admittedly be a little apprehensive because it is social media and a fear that anybody can just post things to your profile. One of the things that differentiates LinkedIn from all of the other social media platforms is that when it comes to your recommendations, you have 100% control over what that recommendation looks like before it is posted to your profile. That means that the way LinkedIn has recommendations set up, you must review and approve that recommendation before it is posted to your profile. So let's say, for example, there are some spelling errors. Maybe there's a missed fact or a miscommunication about something you did or something you led, you can go back to the person who wrote that recommendation and ask them to revise it before it is submitted to your profile. That's key. I want to emphasize here that you have complete control over your profile. And so those recommendations that are posted, you're always going to see them. That's important. When we think about our presence on LinkedIn, though, LinkedIn is an opportunity for us to always build professional relationships, but also to serve our network. And when we think about serving our network for those people whom we've worked very closely alongside, or we've been under their leadership or their guidance, when we think about these things, we want to make sure that the recommendation is really specific. There's examples. There are tangible results. In that short paragraph or two, you're guiding the reader along about your experiences of working with them. And that recommendation should always be reflective of the wonderful things that you got to experience by working with that person. It is fair to say we all enjoy a good recommendation. We love it when somebody sings our praises. And when we get to see that recommendation in text and post it to our profile, it should make us feel good. But it should make us feel good about the impact we had with someone, how we helped them, or how we serve their organization in some capacity. Now, I want you to just pause here for a minute and think about where your brain is going to take you when I ask you this question. So, how many recommendations do you think you need to have on your LinkedIn profile? 
Got a number? Okay. Well, based on the current status or optimized presence of your LinkedIn profile, you may have none. You may have a handful. You may have a dozen. You may have dozens of dozens, right? The number of recommendations is important, but I'm also going to tell you that there isn't a set number. So think about what you would be thinking about somebody when you land on their profile and they don't have any recommendations. No one in their professional network has taken any time to write a recommendation for them. Or you see that they have a handful or two of recommendations, but they've never taken time to write a recommendation for somebody else. These are all things that when we think about your professional brand, we have to be mindful of because anyone who comes into your network, they're going to take the time to scroll down. And if you are an active job seeker and your profile is public or you have connected with a recruiter or someone at an organization you're looking to go work for, a good recruiter or hiring manager is going to take the time to go through your profile and they're going to get down to those recommendations. And if there is one point I want to specifically drive home to you today, this is it. Good recruiters and good hiring managers will not only read what other people have written about you, they will also read what you have written about other people. That means the recommendations you've received along with the recommendations you've been given are vital to your presence, brand, and potential success in moving forward in that job hiring process. So what exactly are they looking for? Well, when a recruiter or hiring manager is looking at the recommendations you've received, they're going to look for some common themes. What are the things that have stood out that other people have said about you? You may be detail-oriented, always deliver projects on time, an excellent communicator, an empathetic and caring leader, knowledgeable, competent, confident. I could go on and on. But if you were to go to anybody's LinkedIn profile for someone whom you are already connected to and look at their recommendations, I want you to come up with a theme or two that other people write about them. Now, if you're a recruiter or a hiring manager, this is particularly important because if that theme or themes align with the job they've applied to or you're looking to hire for, you are going to absolutely want to talk to them. There is a belief out there from some people on LinkedIn that they want to get all of these recommendations, but here's where they miss a huge point in all of it. Not giving recommendations can also be a detriment to your candidacy as you're applying for jobs. 
And the only way or the easiest way that I can describe it to you is it makes you look like a taker. On a platform where it is all about giving and serving and building those relationships, if you haven't taken the time to write recommendations for other people, a good recruiter or hiring manager will question that because they're like, why haven't they done this? Why did they miss this piece of their LinkedIn profile? What does it say about them when they're willing to take, but they're not willing to give? Now, again, a good recruiter or hiring manager is going to take some time and scan through or read the recommendations you've given to other people. But here's where it's actually even more telling. You're going to write about the things that resonate for you. What are the things you value the most in working with somebody else or a leader you've had the opportunity to work for? What are those qualities that you're going to write about that will stand out and make somebody else take notice? As a coach, as a business owner, I would sincerely hope that anybody who is looking at connecting with me or even hiring me as their coach or a speaker would go to my LinkedIn profile and look at my recommendations and get an idea about the kind of professional in person I am. That's what they're there for. But I also want them to take a look at the ones that I've written as well. I'm going to give you an assignment or some homework for this episode. It's one that you can do with a little bit of time, but I guarantee you it is going to give you some immediate results. This exercise is inspired and comes from my friend Rhonda Schur, who is a LinkedIn expert. Rhonda was very kind enough to review the LinkedIn section of my book, Your Mid-Career GPS. She is a LinkedIn expert. She is known as your connections consultant. She's also known as the LinkedIn diva. Her last name is spelled S-H-E-R. If you are not connected with Rhonda, she posts some of the most amazing stuff on LinkedIn. So first thing is go connect with Rhonda. Secondly, this exercise is called Give Five to Get Five. And here's how it works. You're going to pick five people in your network whom you are already connected to that you have specific detail and experience from working with them. You worked with them in the same organization. You worked on the same project. You were under their leadership. Whatever that may be, you are going to serve them by writing them a recommendation. Now, you'll go to their LinkedIn profile and either at the top under their headline where you'll see buttons like follow, There'll be a button with three dots or it says more. You click on that and in that drop down menu, you will see to write a recommendation. The other way to do it is scroll to the bottom of their profile. If they already have recommendations posted, there'll be a button there to write a recommendation for them as well. Now, when you go to write the recommendation, you're going to write one or two solid paragraphs that are going to paint the story about what you have learned, appreciated, experienced from working with them. If you're going to use a buzzword, make sure you clarify 
what you mean by that buzzword. So for example, if you worked with a particular boss and you say something like, they always had an open door policy, tell me why. Tell me your experience as to why they were always available to talk to. Those are things that for somebody else who's going to get to know them and read their recommendations is going to be meaningful to them. Look, we have all dealt with a BS recommendation. We've read them on places. You see them on other sites. You know if it is a recommendation that sounds like it's not coming from somebody who really knows that person or it just sounds too cliche and buzzwordy, you're not going to pay attention to it. So take the time to write a quality recommendation. And then here's what's going to happen. That person will get notified on LinkedIn and in the email that their profile is attached to. Sometimes people set up like dummy or junk emails for things on LinkedIn. So they're not always checking it and they may not see it but they're going to get a notification that someone wrote them a recommendation. And like I mentioned earlier, they're going to go and review it. If any edits need to be made, they're going to send it back to you and request those edits. Once they approve the recommendation, it's going to be posted on the profile. Now, you've done a great thing for them. You've taken time to write them a recommendation. In a perfect world, what would be really nice is that they will go and return the favor, thus the idea of giving five to get five. The only exception to this that I can think of where somebody may not reciprocate is, I'll give you a specific example. So I recently delivered some virtual presentations and people have been kind enough to write me recommendations either for my website or on LinkedIn. I don't know them specifically, so I can't I can't reciprocate in that kind of way because I don't work with them. But anybody whom I have written a recommendation for or I will be writing a recommendation for because I'm going to do this exercise too... I want to make sure that I know them and I can write them a quality recommendation. So when you're thinking about the people in your network who you are going to give a recommendation to, you want them to give one back. But here's a potential roadblock you need to be careful of. You've done this great thing. You've written them a recommendation and they don't reciprocate or they say, oh, thanks so very much. If you are an active job seeker, or if you are thinking you might be job seeking down the road, it is absolutely okay for you to go back to them and say, I'm so glad you enjoyed the recommendation I wrote for you. By the way, would you be willing to write one for me too? Or would you mind writing one for me too? What are they going to say? (laughs) No. If they say no, we might need to examine that relationship a little bit more. That's another episode. Um, But just keep that in mind, right? Just because this is top of mind for you and an assignment or exercise you're going to be doing, it may not be with the same urgency for everybody else. They may want to take time to think about it. So they don't write one for you in a week or so, nudge them again ask them again. If after a few weeks or a month, they haven't written it, let it go. (laughs) Like 
they have probably have the best intentions. They're super busy. They might be dealing with stuff outside of work. Your recommendation is not their priority. They'll probably feel bad about it. And somewhere down the road, they'll go ahead and return the favor. But if not, it's okay. Find somebody else. Go write another recommendation. You can always write someone a recommendation. You don't have to have the same number of received and given, but they should be close, right? If you're an active job seeker or you're a high performer who is looking to move into a new role, and let's say you have 10 recommendations you've received and you've given one, boost up the ones you've, you've given. Get them to seven or eight. A good, again, a good recruiter hiring manager is going to look to see how you are serving on this platform and how you're contributing. So sometime over the next week, as you've listened to this episode, I just want you to give five to get five. Pick five people in your network, write them a recommendation, and then hopefully you will get five back. And it's okay to follow up and ask for that too. That's okay. Recommendations are gold. They are a hidden gem in everything on LinkedIn. They tell you so much about the people you are connecting with because someone's taken the time to share part of their story with you. It is one of the most meaningful, intentional, and purposeful ways we can serve each other on LinkedIn. But again, only give a recommendation for somebody if you really know about their work and you can speak specifically and explicitly about it. Okay. All right, my friends, you have some work to do, as do I. But in the meantime, if you are not part of my private Facebook group, please come on over. It is called Your Mid Career GPS. You can find it on Facebook. Answer the membership questions, come in and join a wonderful community of like-minded professionals who, like you, are all trying to figure out whatever is next. There are people in there who are actively job-seeking, looking to level up their leadership, get inspiration, motivation, be part of a community. It's growing. I would love for you to be a part of it. And the other thing is, if today's episode was helpful, share this with somebody. Share this with them. Send them the link to the episode. Tell them to go search for your mid-career, the Mid-Career GPS podcast on their favorite podcast platform. My heart is warmed and touched each and every week by people who find this episode or find this podcast and share it with somebody. It validates the work that I get to do. And I'm just glad that you're finding value and meaning it by bringing topics like this And I've got some pretty exciting guest conversations coming up as well. Oh, and if you listen to the beginning, we're at episode 96. That means within the next four weeks, I'm going to be recording episode 100. And I cannot wait to share that with you. So until next time, my friends, I leave you with this thought. We build our mid-career GPSs one mile or one step at a time. And how we show up matters. Make it a great rest of your day. If you enjoyed today's episode and don't want to miss another one, follow on Apple Podcasts or wherever you usually listen and kindly remember to rate and review. Visit johnnarrell.com to download your free job search tracker and other free mid-career GPS resources right there on my homepage, 
so you can start building your mid-career GPS. Come join my private Facebook group at Your Mid-Career GPS and join an amazing community of people like you who are all working to figure out whatever is next for themselves and their careers. And don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn and follow me on social at John Narrow Coaching. I'll see you next time.